Welcome to another episode of Exploring the Seasons of Life, a podcast for women with a big heart on a spiritual journey. I'm your host, Cindy McMillan, and my guest today is Telma Sanchez. It can take a long time to figure out how life should be lived, so each week I interview coaches, spiritual explorers, and thought leaders from all walks of life about beginnings, endings, and the messy bits in between. And at the heart of our conversations is hope. Telma is a bilingual life and high performance coach, speaker, and author. She loves working with those who are ready to release what has kept them stuck to create what they are truly worthy of. Telma will also be discussing her new upcoming book, which is about letting go of cultural expectations and self-limiting beliefs that are no longer serving you to fully embrace your magic and shine your light proudly going forward. Telma, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Cindy. I'm so excited. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm excited about our conversation today and, and talk about your book, but let's just jump back to December really quick when you were on the podcast the first time. Yeah. And for our listeners, that episode was titled Honoring My Today with Telma Sanchez. So what's been going on in your life since December? <laughs> I I would have to say pretty much, you know, I am the mom of two kiddos and they are growing at a fast pace. So keeping them busy, keeping them entertained. I grew up my, my business a little bit. So keeping my clients happy. And I also spent quite a bit of time on my computer writing this book that is going to be in your guys' hands so soon. Yeah. So that's really exciting, Telma, about the book. So just go ahead and tell us what's the name of the book and what it's about. Okay. Well, yeah, absolutely. I guess uh, in order for me to tell you just a little bit more about the book is I, I would have to tell you my story because it is a collection of stories that um, is also an invitation to, to have you reflect on your story. So by sharing mine, I'm also giving you an invitation to reflect in yours. But this, my story, well, it was, I was born and raised in Mexico City in a very traditional culture with a very traditional dad. I moved to the States without speaking the language. And so I constantly felt like I was not good enough or worthy for abnormal success. And for a long time, I stayed in a safe, comfortable zone in my life, in my marriage, in my work. And I wouldn't really push any buttons because I thought that you had to choose between being safe and feeling fulfilled. But it wasn't until I really got tired of it and bored of it that I that I started trying new things. First, it was working out. Then I found the power of the community. So I started looking for rooms in which the energy felt supported and encouraging. And honestly, it wasn't until I met my kids that I realized it was time to really step up my game and lead by the example to show them what I really wanted them to learn. I didn't want them to ever feel the way that I did which meant that I really had to unpack my own back so they didn't have to carry my own weight of the insecurities of the, you know, I wanted them to always feel empowered and fully capable of achieving whatever that it is that they really wanted. And so this book is a collection of stories that invite you to do just that. Release what's no longer serving you, uh, embrace exactly who you are for your authentic self and find your own unique, beautiful potential to create the life 
that you dream of. And sometimes we're so scared of sharing with others. And so my book, Own Your Dance, is coming so soon. And I am so excited to share it with the world. Thelma, I am so proud of you for writing this book. I mean, because I think it's so needed. You know, when we think about cultural expectations, I mean, really, those are the messages that we that we internalize about what is and what's not acceptable. But they come from so many different places, right? I mean, our families, our community, our friends. Can you just talk about that a little bit more about, you know, cultural expectations? Absolutely, yes. I mean, I was from Mexico City and the culture is known as to be very traditional. But honestly, everywhere you go, the culture is is there. And it is speaking to you through the marketing, through the news, through what you buy, the products that you use, what you eat. All of it is being ingrained on who you are. And so it's not just cultural. It's also the society in which you stay on, it, depending on your work, if you're in the banking industry, if you're in sales, if you're in the, like, being in the hospital, all of them have their own culture and with that, their own expectations. And then we have the generational expectations that you and I come from extremely different families. So we might react to the exact same piece of bread very differently, just based on how what we learn, what we heard growing up about that very random piece of bread, right? It's just all the things that you learn, that you're taught, and that you don't realize are part of who you are and your essence until you're like, oh my gosh, I don't want to react this way. Like, this is not serving me anymore, right? Yeah, and I was just, I was just, as you were talking, when you said, I don't, we, I don't want to react this way anymore. I was thinking about what you just said about your children and you want to really model for them, you know, that they don't have to believe certain things. They can be who they want to be. Absolutely. So, I mean, I and I have noticed this on, I've been living in the States for half my life now. So I think it's fair to say that I've been happy, neither here nor there <laughs> in both. But, um, I have noticed that in the Mexican culture, at least, it is very traditional to always respect your elders, never speak back, don't question it, just do as you're told. And even though your parents are doing something different, when you ask why you should do something, which you shouldn't even speak back, but when you do, um, they tell you, because I said so, right? Then I had my kids and I read all the books because parenting is a thing that nobody prepares you for and it is this magical journey that you are never fully ready for and in the hopes of no of not messing it up too bad i was reading and i was remembering what i liked as a kid and what i didn't and i honestly hated what my parents would say because i said so and i remember a lot of things that i learned like dancing i didn't learn because somebody said so I learned to love it and fully enjoy it because I watched it, because I seen it, because I felt it. So I told my husband, I was like, listen, if we really want to teach our kids what's important to us, we really need to just show up and do it. Because that, without even having to sit down and tell a three-year-old, listen, we do, we wash our hands because it's the right thing to do. We just do it every time. 
And it's that by action, that example, that they are going to know this is how we do things here. Yeah, absolutely. That's a perfect example. Well, in the book, when you're talking about your stories, is there one story that really stands out to you that you could could share? <laughs> um, I honestly, I think that one of the biggest stories that I share vividly is what I felt delivering my kids. I, I have my first one and then I had my second one like 13 months apart. So what it did to me, it kind of woke me up from, from this safety zone that I kept myself in that I am I'm so grateful for because he did keep me safe and I and he made me who I am. But then meeting your kids, you're just like, man, I cannot have them live like this. I don't want them to ever feel like this. And so it's recognizing that moment in which you decide this is it and this is where it ends. And with this book, I end a lot of the maybe generational, not trauma, but but a little bit of it. With, with it, like I'm putting a bow on, on, a, on something that I do not want to pass down. And with this, it ends. And I put a bow on it and I just close it up. But no, I don't know that I can tell you one specific story. There's like 50-ish, they're short stories. And all of them touch on a topic that has impacted me in a different way. And so I think that depending on the reader, a different story is going to impact them depending on what they're needing at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I think the one that you just told about kind of halting or saying, this, I'm stopping right now, anything going forward, that inter intergenerational trauma, um, I think that's a great story and that's going to resonate with a lot of people. I, I think so because I have found that as I'm sharing this journey and, and how why I began coaching is because I noticed that I wasn't the only one feeling this way. And how sad is that, that we have this fabulous life, the abundance of opportunities, and yet we're over here feeling like not good enough to deserve that. So I noticed that it was a trend, and, and I hope that this book allows you to see that, first of all, you're not alone. Many of us have felt that way, but there is a way to turn the page. There is a way to where you can realize how fabulous and amazing and unique you are. And sometimes it is when we let go of trying to fit in in a box that is not necessarily ours, that we can really shine and therefore find the potential to create this dream life. You know, as you're talking, Telma, I'm thinking about, I agree with you that it, there's there's a trend, there's a there's this feeling in our in our culture, in our society of not feeling worthy of whatever it may be, their dreams, a job, a, a, a particular relationship. And I I really believe that's when we have to do that work on ourselves that some people don't want to do, but it's so important to, as you were talking earlier, about reflecting on our life. Absolutely. So I I believe that this whole work of being a work in progress, self-development, growth mindset versus fixed mindset is a whole, literally, world, right? 
that you have to be ready to join because once you get among that community, well, when I started my journey, I got in rooms where I didn't know anything. I, but I, but I saw what was available to people. So in a way I, I got, I ran out of excuses to not be able to run because I saw people run in front of me, an 80 year old passing me. Like there's people showing you how doable it is. So just you, you, you kind of run out of excuses. You kind of like, no, you have nowhere to point and blame anybody about how you're feeling or what you're not capable of doing because there is a community showing you that there is a way. And sometimes there's a beautiful mentor that you can find showing you and giving you the steps, but you would definitely have to be willing to take them. You definitely have to be willing to do the work that in on all, like I think you and I can agree, it's not necessarily an easy work. Healing trauma is hard work. And I, I needed therapy. I needed life coaches. When I started my business, I needed business coaches. I needed a lot of guidance. I didn't want to feel like I was doing it alone. And I hope that this book allows you to realize that you don't have to do any of it alone. You, you don't. And you shouldn't. You know, you talked about um, there's going to be mentors along the way, and that is absolutely true. And people who may be thinking, yes, but how do I find a mentor? But mentors can be something as as simple as listening to our conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, it can be a book. It can be a, a, a person, a life coach, a therapist. But I, I wanted to just read this quote that I saw, and it just... I love it, and it's kind of what you're talking about right now. And it's hope gives a glimpse of possibility not seen in the darkness. Hope shows the way, but for an instant only. We must act on it, or it becomes nothing more than a pleasant memory and a feel-good moment. And that was by Dr. Judith Rich. But that is talking about what you're saying about you have to take that action and be ready absolutely absolutely and when when you read that quote I definitely think of a a specific chapter in the book in which I talk about hiking and how I have personally found hiking so healing because it allows your body to put its itself in a way that you can feel so little so when you're hiking you're and you get to the top you sweat, you're, you're out of breath, your body feels it, you're getting the sun, all of those magical things are happening. But when you make it to the top, you have this view, right? You have this amazing view of how, what a bigger perspective it is. You get out of the darkness, you get out of the path and you actually zoom out to be like, oh my gosh, I am tiny. I am so tiny in this world. And that bigger perspective allows you to realize there's bigger things. There are bigger things there and action can get you to those things. Yeah, that's that's a great example. I remember and it's going I'm going back a long time ago, but I had a guest on that led hiking groups of women, you know, and she would talk about that same thing, getting to the top and just being able to, you know, capture that view. And then, you know, that's where they would do their meditations and everything. So, 
Yeah, I can see I think, where if you're on the top of the mountain looking out or or even in a, in a big city and you're, you know, on one of right. the high rises and looking at right. that view. The whole point of uh, when we talk about hiking and the, I guess, I don't know if it's a metaphor or however you want to put it, is the fact that a hike is a, is the steps that you take on your own. Right. We don't know. You can see the trail, but you don't know exactly where you're going to step. You don't know exactly how you're going to feel. You don't have a clear like step one, step two, step three. You don't have a clear guide, but you know where you're going and you know the direction and you're taking yourself there. Right. And when you get there, that's when you really get to see and embrace the effort, the view, the the magnificent um opportunities that are there by by taking that action so yes it can be a you, you can go up the stairs on a high rise in new york and you're gonna get a magical view full of tiny little amazing tons of color city but it's showing you the exact same thing okay so now you're making me want to go hype kelma <laughs> <laughs> i mean I, everybody that i know to go hike <laughs> so now the I want to jump back to the book for for just a second. Who is this book for? The book is for anybody that is in the growth journey, that is willing to reflect on things that they haven't yet. Because I talk about, yes, hiking. I talk about dancing. And I talk about values, how close you are to your values. I talk about family and how important it is and yet how amazing boundaries are and how the beautiful it allows the clarity in between it is giving everybody a perspective to reflect on and then you can decide how to move forward on your own journey with no judgment and just lots of compassion and just inviting everybody that is reading it to stay curious and reflect on it and when is it actually coming out? So the book is going to be fully available for everybody to purchase on September 27th. It's going to be out and you can just either find it on Amazon or go to my website. And On Your Dance is the name of the book. It's going to be available on for everybody, paperback or ebook on September 27th. Uh, those that join my email list definitely get a gift from from me, from being with me through this journey. Because as you know, when you're writing a book, that's pretty much all you talk about. <laughs> so it is a token of gratitude for sticking with me, for being supportive, for being part of the community. Because I am a huge fan of community building and showing people that they're not alone. September 27th. Oh, my goodness. Now... This episode, it, we're recording this on September the 3rd. So mm-hmm. I will definitely try to have this out before that so people can hear to get, you know, the, the book is coming out on September 27th. I asked you this the first time, so I wasn't going to ask it. But because you've been going through this growth journey, I'm just going to put this out there to you again. What does exploring the seasons of life mean to you? And has it changed in a year? Exploring the seasons of your life 
I personally think that I got the opportunity with this book to go back into my childhood and revisit a lot of things that were still holding, that my body was still holding on to from a different perspective from who I am today. So I would say it is giving yourself the permission to stay curious, loving yourself and giving yourself a lot of compassion to realize that everything that has happened to you this far has been there to not necessarily teach you something or a lesson, but make you who you are and guide you on a path of growth that is uniquely yours. So it's staying curious, it's having a lot of compassion, it's staying present on your today so you don't you don't drown on a path that you can no longer control. You don't get super scared of a future that is that is not necessarily mapped out, but you're fully present with the intention of knowing that you want to fully live your life one day at a time. Ah, one day at a time to live your life. That's, Telma, I know everything that I've said, I, everything you say, I say I love it because I just feel like what you're saying is really getting to the heart of going back to, you know, not people not feeling worthy is if they're present and they're living that their life one day at a time and just reflecting on their life. And I want to ask you, when you're talking about reflecting in the book, do you give journal prompts or do I you give questions? I do. I do in the actual book, but I also created a workbook because I am a life coach and I am giving you in this book half of my life, right? <laughs> and what I'm trying to do is for you to check yours, to, to see what is it that you want to do. So if you really are willing to like do this work and these, these my words call you and inspire you, there's a workbook available for you to go even deeper than the questions that are in the actual book. So it depends on where your journey is at, how much work you want to do, and how much you want to reflect on things that you're going to have the ability. Then, yes, in the book, there's a few prompts or an invitation or just like, have you thought about this way? Have you done this? Um, And in the workbook, I always go just a tad deeper to where like, I now do this, you know, like invite you to, to take the action to get to the next step because as much as you want to live day by day at your fullest and be fully present you need to know where you're going and you need to see it and you need to feel fully worth it and deserving of this future that we are creating I didn't realize there's a there's a workbook to take you deeper so I think that's perfect having the book and the workbook together it's so, it's always an invitation, right? So it's not, it's not, they don't think, they don't get sell together. It is, if you're willing to put yourself through that journey of reflection, the invitation is mine. And I'm, I'm giving you a lot of the tools that I use when I go, went through this journey. Tell me, what would you thank your 18 year old self for? My 18 year old self for, I would thank her for being so resilient for always figuring things out, for knowing that that we were gonna that we had to get through things one way or another, and for never giving up. Mm, that's beautiful, and that's that's the key, isn't it? Not ever giving up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there 
any parting words you want to give the listeners? Any key takeaways from our episode today? I would say that the key takeaways or what I would really invite you to do is to realize where you are in your life today and embrace it. Be grateful for all the things that you have already done, what you have already accomplished, what you have already surpassed, survived, um, got past. And don't be afraid of dreaming big. Don't be afraid of going for that dream that you dream about so often, but you don't tell anybody about it. Don't be afraid of it. Maybe speak it out. Find a community that supports you and And if you need one, come join me. But absolutely, just live the life that you are so worthy of living. Mm, I love it. Please tell our listeners how to find you, your website, everything about Telma. (laughs) All the things Telma. (laughs) Let's see. I mean, if you read my book, you're going to know all the things Telma. But (laughs) you can find the book on Amazon. You can also find it on my website. My website is telmasanchez.com. On Instagram, I'm pretty active. It's Telma, S-M-V, as in vacuum. And you can see a lot of my background, my in day-to-day with my kiddos, my puppy, all the hikes, all the things there. Uh, but my website tells you what my mission is, what my purpose is, how I can help you, how wh- what you can find me speaking or the podcast that I've been on, all the things um, as well. Thank you so much for being a guest. I I really do appreciate it. And I can't wait to read your book. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. And and when you do, do leave me a review. It would mean the world to me to know how this landed for people, to how it impacted you, how it inspired you, what you liked, what you didn't. And I so appreciate you having me again. This is such an honor. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye, guys. (laughs) That brings us to the end of this episode. As always, thank you for listening to Exploring the Seasons of Life podcast. As women, we often have an inner voice nudging us to go in a different way or calling us forward to play bigger and express our truth. But we often ignore that voice. Over the next few episodes of the podcast, I'm inviting you to lean into things that spark curiosity, specifically metabolic health. Yes, metabolic health. In our modern world, average life expectancies are higher than ever. And with continual breakthroughs and advances in the fields of science and medicine, they'll likely continue to rise. But are we healthier than ever before? Are the many years we're living filled with wellness and vitality? Or are we spending those extra years unable to do the things we love because of poor health? Join me next time as we start the conversation on the basics of metabolism. Follow me on Instagram at cindy.macmillan. Thank you.